We are here on the Nerdy Godcast, and we're honored to have Dr. Fred Garman, and he's been facilitating this amazing cohort. Am I using that, that word correctly? Right, right. Another word for group. Another word for group. So we're learning something today already, uh, and it's called the Leader Labs. It's been a great uh, experience. We've been together for eight days over the course of four months, and uh, I've taken probably more notes than I have since college, and uh, just really, really enjoyed it. So Fred Garman, welcome to the Nerdy Godcast. Thank you, sir. It's good to be with you, Tony. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, Leader Labs and, and how you got started in this process of training leaders and, and ministers yeah uh, leader labs is a product of my own uh, personal development experience to be honest um, uh, being in the ministry for 30 something years and then going through a phd in organizational leadership while pastoring and hearing uh, concepts ideas vocabulary that were alien to me, even though I had undergraduate uh, work in Bible and psychology and a Master of Divinity. Uh, there were concepts and ideas about leadership and team building and conflict management and self-development and, and so on that, that I had never heard. And I kept leaning back in my chair and saying, where has this stuff been? And then it dawned on me just how much I needed it. And then it dawned on me, secondly, how much my colleagues and friends in ministry needed it. For sure. And uh, that was uh, 20 years ago. I started out on a journey of developing this material, the 10 essential skills of executive leadership. There there may be a hundred. <laughs> and for someone else, you know, Tony, there may be different skills. Right. But these were the 10 essential skills First of all, that I needed, and then, but I didn't ever get training on. And secondly, I looked for patterns as I was studying, not only in academia, but the science of management and leadership, uh, in my literature reviews, and all the studying and reading I was doing, and in my experience, what are the patterns? What are those skill sets and competencies uh, that keep just popping to the surface? The cream kept rising to the top. And so the, the ten, those 10 topics kept rising to the top. And uh, two years ago, uh, I left work in Southeast Asia where I'd been working for 10 years, decided to formalize the Leader Labs and the 10 Essential Skills Program. And we have literally been booked ever since. That's and awesome. it, the Lord has just been blessing. And we've been developing leaders and it's been an exciting journey. And you're going all across the world doing this kind of stuff. And you have been for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but, but church leaders are getting some great concepts, some great principles that they can put into practice. Uh, really where the rubber meets the road, which yeah. is, uh, it, it's, it seems like something that should be out there. And, and there's plenty of information. In fact, sitting in leader labs and taking notes, one of the things that you throw out so rapidly, which is, uh, I think, incredible, is all of these books and, and different websites and resources that you can go to. I, I feel like Leader Labs is a, a, like a hallway that has a hundred doors. Uh, it's exciting. It's a little intimidating. Uh, I, I've personally put Amazon to work. I've been ordering so many books since we started. Uh, yeah. But it's been really, really great. But you're a bit of a, of a curator of, of all of this information. And yeah. you kind of put it in a place where people can get to it because it's hard to disseminate you know, the, the good stuff from the, the waste of time and, and to kind of put it all in one place. And, and especially in a ministry context, I think it's uh, requires a little more specialization. Yeah, that's good. And I, I appreciate the way you put that. I'm, I'm going to use that, in fact. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just tell them nerdygodcast.com. Just give me, you plug me, I'll plug you, whatever it takes, man. Yeah, man. Uh, that's cool. So, so just to kind of uh, put a, a fine point on it, what is a characteristic that you think all leaders should possess? Well, let's just go back to the research, and that, that's part of what I try to do in, in my teaching, my training, is try to attach whatever training, whatever teaching, uh, to a truth 
something, however, that's not just anecdotal. Mm-hmm. You know, as Christians, a lot of times, not just as ministers, but even as Christians, we just, we think of it as just being good preaching material. <laughs> uh, but is it truthful? Mm-hmm. You know, is it valid and reliable information? We need to be, especially as Christians today, we need to be good consumers of information. And so, um, the research of Kuzas and Posner, for instance, in their uh, New York Times bestsellers, The Leadership Challenge, and then their next book that, that came from that, Credibility. See, there you go with the books. There you go, there you go. You know, base it on something uh, that their research found when asking thousands and thousands of people this question, what characteristics would would you need to, to follow someone? Okay. Someone in whom you would willingly follow. Right. And out of the hundreds of characteristics, you can imagine, oh, of, sure. of the different things that would come to the top, four kept rising to the top. And, and over 35 years, the same four characteristics have been rising to the top. And, and here they are. And, and we'll end with the most important. We're number on the, one. We are on the edge but, of our seat. <laughs> yeah. Number one is competent. Okay. And you know, a lot of this makes good common sense, sure. doesn't it? But competence. Can you do it? Yeah, can you do it? We want a leader that knows what they're doing. It's very frustrating to work with or for someone who just doesn't know what they're doing. Typically, they won't admit it. And so that, that makes it even more and, frustrating. And this may seem like a foolish question, but is there a, a, a large number of leaders that are incompetent? Well, I'm not saying you have to name names. I have two favorite words for you, Tony, and you've been my grasshopper for eight days now. It depends. It depends. So you're 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 learning. There are there there are those that are out there that are incompetent, uh, but then there are also those who who are doing the best they can with what they've got. Sure. And that's that's where training comes in. So uh, competence is number one that followers are looking for in leaders. Number two, they're looking for inspiration. They're looking for someone that they that can inspire them, right. uh, not manipulate them, not command and control them, but who can inspire me? Uh, number three, well, a characteristic that they're looking for in their leaders uh, is: uh, Are they forward-looking? Mm-hmm. Are they forward-looking? In other words, can they cast a vision that would cause me to want to get on board and go with them on the long march? Gotcha. Great leaders can do that. Okay. But the number one reason, 88% of the time that people said this is a characteristic I need if I'm going to follow someone was honesty. Wow. Honesty. Which is the basis of trust. Well, there which goes, is the basis of credibility. There, there goes every politician. That <laughs> well, you can see why in Leader Labs we say there is a crisis of leadership today. Yeah, definitely. And it's a crisis of character and competence mm-hmm. and credibility. For sure. We can't trust anyone. But if we're going to be the kind of leaders that we're capable of being, being the best version of ourselves, we need to be competent, we need to be inspiring, we need to be forward-looking, and we definitely need to be honest. And and honest with ourselves, too. Uh, One of the first things that we learned in the Leader Labs, and one of the things that has has really wrecked me in a good way, is the the whole principle of self-awareness. This is, this is, I mean, to me, it's revolutionary. Uh, looking in that mirror is that's been a difficult thing for me over the past several months. Yeah, well, well, and and it is. It's it's uh, it's a little disconcerting at mm-hmm. first, but it is also one of the best liberating things. Jesus said it this way: "You should know the truth, and the truth will set you free." Sure. Um, you know, it, it, it's leadership development begins with self development, and self development begins with self awareness. Right. 
The Bible talks a lot about it, but the science of leadership and management now talks a lot about it as, as well. In fact, we now understand we have to know enough about ourselves to lead others. Mm-hmm. And self-awareness is the absolute number one prerequisite for self-development. Yeah. And, and where has that stuff been? Why has not someone been out there saying, take a good look at yourself? Yeah. Because there is a story that we tell ourselves, right. a narrative that we tell ourselves, and then there's a narrative that everyone else is reading. Right. So we say in Leader Labs, with all of our assessments and with all of our training on self-awareness and self-perception and perception of others, we say, come get to know the you that all the rest of us know. Right. That's powerful. It is powerful. And it's, it's, it's seemingly simple, yeah. but it's a very, very easily overlooked. I think sometimes we're so eager to uh, look at other people and investigate, do the autopsy on other people's characters, uh, that sometimes we forget to do that ourselves. And, so and, true. And that's uh, unfortunate, but that's great advice. Really, really excellent. Um, now, what about being a good follower? Uh, if you want to be a good leader, I think we have to start somewhere as, as we're made into disciples and as we in turn disciple other people. What does it take to be a great follower? Well, I, I think being a great follower, you know, first of all, you have to you have to understand how to be loyal. Right. Loyalty is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a basis for this thing, which gets back to honesty again, but it's the basis of trust. Okay. Can leaders trust us? Are we loyal? You know, the military is one of the first things they teach is how to be loyal, how to understand the chain of command, how to understand authority, how to understand and respect that authority. And I think unless we do that, then then it's very difficult. In fact, leadership really begins with followership. Mm -hmm. If you think about what Jesus did with even his 12 disciples, the very first thing, and they would be in his Leadership Development Institute for three and a half years. (laughs) Right. You see, and and the very first thing he said to them, his first directive was come and follow follow me. Right. So followership is first, and then there's lead yourself. You've got to learn to lead yourself before you lead anybody else. Wow. And so we have to learn to self-manage. We have to learn to, to, to be able to lead ourselves, to order our own private worlds. And very, again, just amazingly simplistic, sure. but very difficult to follow through with. Sure. Sure. And, and elusive, I, I think, when we're applying it to ourselves. Sometimes it's so easy to critique and criticize people that we think are poor leaders, uh, especially from a position of being a follower. Yeah. Uh, and then when we find ourselves at bat, uh, perhaps we're not as... Well, well, even scripture, you know, the wise man said in the Old Testament, greater is he who can control his own spirit hmm. than he who can take a great walled city. There you go. So it's just self-control and self-management is that difficult. And and nevertheless, it can be learned through the proper habits and the proper routines and the proper methodologies, the proper goals, and learning to be committed to those goals over the long haul. We can learn these things. And that's a, that's a great question that, I, that brings to my mind is, is when we're talking about the principles and we're sitting in the leader labs or people are reading these amazing books and resources, what's the biggest disconnect then between the principle and the practice? Well, I, I, I think that we have just issues in humanity, hmm. in our human nature, right. with just following through. Uh, the, the bias of nature, said A.W. Tozer, uh, is always toward the wilderness and never toward the fruitful field. Hmm. You know, I think there was a time, see, God created us, if we take the biblical narrative to be true, He created us and placed us in a garden, and that garden was perfect. 
But then something happened. There was sin. And then from sin, there was thorn and weeds and rocks and dust. And we had to toil the ground. And that became our lot for life. But it also became a metaphor for our own development, our own growth. But sin muddied the waters, if you would. Therefore, you know, we think that just if you leave our lives to itself, that it's all going to be orderly and structured and manicured and I got everything's it where I want it. Look good. I'll leave it here. We're good. And Put it's it on just going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to grow. I'm going to develop. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be prosperous. My family's going to be healthy and everything. But that's not life. Right. The bias of nature is always toward the wilderness. It's like I ta- entropy. I ta- it's entropy. I take care of my yard. I love it. It's therapy to me. But when I go on the labs and I'm gone for five or six days, I come back, weeds are everywhere. The grass has grown up again. Sure. I've got to do it all over again. And it's a perfect, perfect, perfect metaphor of our own individual lives. Yeah. You've got to constantly be pulling the weeds. You've got to be working on yourself. And here's what one writer said. When excuse after excuse after excuse comes of why you can't be the best version of yourself it's really an issue of commitment hmm. yeah well you should see my yard if you ever need a before picture you're after <laughs> for a leader lab I'll hook you up I got you on that one uh, I know we're, we're short on time today you got to get going but um, I just have one quick question fictional leaders when we when we first started the leader labs on the very first day you used three illustrations which caught my attention you used one uh, from Superman talking yeah. about being a, a super leader uh-huh. uh, you used one from Lord of the Rings yes. and then one from the Matrix yes and I thought okay Dr. Garman is is down with the language that I speak oh yeah <laughs> he's speaking my love language oh yeah uh, I want to talk about fictional leaders some of the yeah. people from the the stories that kind of capture our imaginations the yeah. mythologies that that we enjoy. Um, are there any fictional leaders that you think I could follow that guy, or that that's a really exemplary picture of what real leadership should look like in real life? Yeah, well, I th- oh, I think it depends, but and I think really it's an eclectic drawing together from from a lot of them. Okay, uh, you know, each one of those things that that you just mentioned, stories I have found. In fact, I teach from them. You've seen that mm-hmm. the, the video vignettes and the clips. Yeah. Because as and I'm a science fiction freak, okay. you know, I just I just love this stuff. But but typically science fiction comes out of life, sure, and, and it's someone else's way of communicating our existence or what has been, what is, or what's possible. Right. And uh, I, I find I find just a lot of truths in that that help me to understand reality. Uh, it's Frodo standing at the edge of the Shire with Sam yeah. saying, come on, let's go on our great adventure. And Sam saying, but if I take another step, I'll, I've gone further than I've ever gone before. Right. Is that not a great leadership lesson? Wonderful. Of one that all of us need to do. We all need to leave the land of familiar right. to become the person that we know we're capable of. But leaving that comfort zone is so it's so it's so filled with fear and sure. trepidation. So we need a Sam that says, or, or a Froto that says, Sam, come on, right? Take that step, and he reaches out his hand and helps you, and you, and you go forward. You know, uh, 
I guess Captain America, you know, if I had to, and you laughing because you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe Captain America is is maybe my the guy. But then this is really going to get you because I've said this before, and people have been. I've had that question before, and 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 I guess my my favorite superhero, and those in the audience are probably just going to fall on the floor. <laughs> but I love the Hulk. Okay. You know, the Hulk is is my man. All right. You know, when it's all said and done, you know, it's kind of a Hulk in all of us. Sure. Uh, and we have to learn to channel the Hulk appropriately and that and that's where I think learning leadership and self-management uh, really comes and I and and I have a lot of hope for the Hulk you know <laughs> that 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 banners actually gonna get a hold of him in the next episode there we go and we're we're actually gonna see the Hulk tame to a degree Wonderful. where he can channel all that stuff all right you made your prediction uh, right yeah, here for Avengers yeah, e- either way I love it when he grabs people by the heels and flaps them around <laughs> on the ground those evil people you know so the Hulk and Captain America. How's that? That's perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you got a crazy schedule, so you visiting with us for a few minutes really means a lot. How can people uh, get a hold of you or follow you online to kind of see what Leader Labs is up to and, and where you're headed? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook, of course, uh, Fred Garman, G-A-R-M-O-N, uh, and uh, Instagram. We're always doing some stuff there. But uh, on, on, the, on, the inter- on the Internet uh, at leaderlabs.com, leaderlabs.com. And we're always doing Leader Labs, uh, the, the 10 essential skills. We're always available to come in and help uh, not only churches, not only uh, that, but also faith-based organizations. Uh, we, we do a lot of Rotary stuff, a lot of Kiwanis. Uh, we do a lot of uh, nonprofit organization work, uh, just helping teams uh, develop. Uh, and it's always assessment-based, and it's always something that's, uh, that's very reliable in terms of our best practices that we use to do it. Uh, but uh, I just believe that there's there's gold in each and every one of us, that there's potential there, and that we need to go mining for it. Awesome. you got a lot of cool things in your bag of tricks, and it's been an honor to, uh, to learn with you and sit with you. So thank you again for being on the show. Thanks, well, Tony. Great to be with you. 100%.